Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for another ice cream social, Matt Mattingly's ice cream social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And on the wheels of steel, Jacob, the audio guy. What, what in the motherfucking butt? Mm. Oh, man. What indeed. Paul, did you, uh, um... Did you hear any of the excerpts of the Bill Cosby interview? No, did <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even. This? I saw a little thing. I was like, "This is not worth my time." But what? What? Ha- what did he say? I, can't I only because I'm a stern listener, so they broke it down on stern. He finally really addressed funny. the a- allegations. Well, he, yeah, he, was, he was part of some. Like, first off, he was part of some conference. It was like an education conference, and they had that's him on when the this happened. Yes, this happened at an education conference. Yes, where he finally decided. This is the forum where I'm going to break it down about how I treat the ladies. I think you know. Well, you didn't break it down. I think. I think he the just, interviewer went the interviewer for the jugular, went for it, and then he just had answers that made like no sense well, at all. Of course not. Of course, they're not going to make any sense yeah. unless he goes yes, yeah, <laughs> or nope. I diddle the girls. I diddle diddle do. I put the pills in the mouth. What um, was that joke? <laughs> I love pudding. Pudding in my dick where it don't belong. <laughs> <laughs> but what's fascinating is like, because, you know, I've seen this with, you know, when other famous people like uh, get asked about stuff that, that might be a criminal history and they have these like elaborate answers, it makes them look so guilty. Did he have one of those? Most of the time they do that, it is usually involving, uh, they usually involve God, right? So I remember like Ray Lewis getting cornered on his involvement with aiding and abetting a murder. With his limo and hiding evidence, and, will... and he was like, "How could how could I possibly do something when God God chooses who He wants to do His work? God tests them. There's, a, he there's wants a plan." It. And he just launched in this whole God thing about talking about the Bible, and then you're like, "Why did you did you pay off the limo driver to not testify in court? Just, talk, <laughs> just tell me that." Um, Sir, I asked if your full name is Raymond Lewis. <laughs> well, God knows. <laughs> Was that Donald Sterling line where like we asked him you for your name and he's like, sure, I let colored girls go down on me in a limo or whatever. He just never Did he really horrible, do that? Yeah, this horrible quote. And they're like, what was the question? He's like, what's your name? <laughs> Some an affidavit from his thing. We got about oh wow, we we got a spontaneous to be the spontaneous periscope. And uh, going to the second episode, we're supposed to come on in between. And we fucked that up. And, but uh, we had a long episode. But we, we ended up talking to Ray a little longer once we get off the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, God, that Ray Cronus is a crazy guy. He's something special. He's it's awesome. It's going to be nuts. He's awesome. Um, Good on him. And uh, But uh, the, for the Periscopes, um, I think what's... Because having t- us taping on the air and then also talking to Periscopes and having the video available on, on Periscope is nice. Duty, but... but it's a little double duty after a while. I think people get what we look like, where we record. And, of course, they're going to listen to the podcast. I'll go over to Jacob there if you want to give a little look. And so... You you can go see our videos, but I think Paul, whenever you and I just happen to be together, I think we should just do mini episodes. Yeah, we'll try whenever and remember we kind of cross that paths. So to, if we end up at a, at a party, or if we end up at like the end of an an SPCA event that we did, yes, it would be really fun to just do a quick ice cream social. And we're gonna try and do some bucket show there. stuff very soon with it. Yeah, um, whether or not we'll do pre and post show. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? yeah. So uh, starting in are June we on try Wednesday and do the nights, whole episodes on Periscope. I don't think we should. I don't think we should. 
Because we're going to end up putting a lot of our episodes or a chunk of them on uh, our Facebook page, hopefully. Yeah, we have a Facebook we're page, and then that. we have our YouTube, the Matt and Manly YouTube page, where yes. our bucket show clips are right now. Um, <laughs> Someone on Periscope is complaining about spoilers. Um, I think it'd be interesting to utilize the Periscope for a game. And I think it'd be interesting to actually solicit suggestions for the game from the Periscopers, like they're yes. writing it right now. Yep. Because because uh, people are want we'll, Sarah and Jacob to go on the uh, we will definitely do that the scoop, the scoop cruise. cruise oh come on do you hear it the people are demanding it Jacob oh wait what sorry I was I was the pulling people up are the Bill Cosby the, thing the people are demanding that you and S J attend the scoop cruise man I gotta tell you Ryer Appledorn does a lot of the Photoshop stuff <laughs> Ryer's ready for a road trip He's, holy shit he is so if you haven't looked at you. him on Twitter. His campaign to pick it's, up and drive. It's hilarious. Jacob and SJ is the funniest fucking it's thing. Really funny. I laugh at it. He's every made day. cookies. He's he's done a playlist. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's making, it's awesome. It's, what he's offering to do, he's having you pick out cars. It's really funny. So look at Ryer's uh, Twitter account, Ryer Appledore. I, I think I think we're also past the point of him offering. I think we're just to the point of we're just doing it. Yeah, like he's gonna just kidnap you guys yeah. straight up. Um all right. Well, thank you guys for periscoping. Uh we really appreciate it. And uh and we'll uh, we'll do um, we're gonna do episodes on the fly, not when we record. Just Paul and I will do episodes yeah, on the fly, and then we can and talk directly to the people who are typing in all the time because yeah. we uh, as, don't get to utilize that as I concentrate on other. But things. as the show gets going, we will utilize Periscope for some suggestions. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that for Bucket Show. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. Right, we'll get out of that. Bye. Bye. Oh, did I do it wrong? Probably. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Um. So, uh, yeah, so do you have some of the answers that he said? He went off on this really long metaphor about tires. He's like, I'm telling you. Well, where... I've got Ray Lewis and Bill Cosby here. Oh, yeah, They're both, both just gold. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the Ray Lewis one first because it's yeah. just great. It's, uh, the, the interviewer has a, a fairly long question and says, uh, would you like to say something to the family? Speak, talking about the family of the victims. Ray Lewis says, it's simple. God has never made a mistake. That's just who he is, you see? And if our system, this is the sad thing about our system, if our system took the time to really investigate what happened 13 years ago, maybe they would have got to the bottom line truth. But the sadness, uh, the saddest thing ever is a man looked me in the face and told me, we know you didn't do this, but you're going down for it anyway. To the family, if you knew, if you really knew the way God works, he don't use people who commits anything like that for his good. No way. It's the total opposite. <laughs> it's, I mean, I can't imagine. Nothing convinced me he was guilty more than that quote. I cannot imagine what my reaction would be if I were a family member of the victim and and heard that. I, I think it would just be rage. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, just pure rage. So where's the, you have the Cosby uh, I got Cosby there? here. Um, he says things like, I've been in this business 52 years and I've never seen anything like this. Um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, and reality is the situation and I just can't speak. Um, let's see. Reality is the situation. He just can't speak. Reality I mean, how, is, who can argue with that? It, it's true. Reality is the situation. Faultless logic. Somebody even say the situation is reality. <laughs> but they whoa, would be whoa, silly. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're blowing my brains. Yeah. Uh, I think that many of them say, "Well, you're a hypocrite. You say one thing, you say the, you say one thing, you say the other." Okay. Uh, my point is, okay, listen to me carefully. I'm telling you where the road is out. Now, you want to go here, or do you want to be concerned about who's giving you the message? What? Does I that don't mean? know what any of that. I'm means. telling you where the road is out. Yeah. Do you want to go there or listen to the? Ma- oh boy, oh boy. 
yikes. Scary dude. Right. Like, that's hard. You know what that quote sounds like? Did you do this when it was, it was for like a week everyone was doing this? It was really, it was so funny. It made me laugh so hard. Where you just take the suggested word in the middle of your text message from, if you have an iPhone. Oh, yeah. You just, you you just, just go hit, 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 hit. Yeah, hit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, my, I really loved mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine was beautiful, beautiful poetry. Yeah, yeah. So, like that I'll quote, try from, and find that mine. quote from Cosby sounds like he just kept taking kept the middle suggested the middle word suggestion. Yeah. from the text suggestion. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you where the road is out, and you w- don't want to know where th- who delivers the message. Right. He, yeah, I, I don't it. know what any of that means. Off it, dude. Oh, man. Just off it. And he's talking about like how deep the water is. Once you get to where the road is out, there's a flood. Yeah. But See, you think it's that, three that's deep, all, that's all weird flood. code. Like, if you keep on this path of questions, I'm going to kill you. That's what it sounds like, that's right? That's exactly what it sounds like. It's like, if you the, the road is out. You keep driving down this road, you're going to die. Like, yeah. yeah my, my only takeaway is that, like, you want me to answer these 30 women. I rape women every day. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> like, you, you're wondering about this. Like, Man, that's going to be a great drop. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's what the Cosby quote sounded like to me. That's the only interpretation I could take out of that. It is not, it's not good. No. No, no, no. It's, it's just not painting them in the best good. light. It's not good quotes. Uh, that's happening there. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You're looking for it. I'm just gonna do it to you, Paul. I right can't now. find it. I could growth. probably just do it, and it'll come up close to the same as before. It yeah. was really nice. I really liked it. Um, that's what Bill Cosby said. Zoinks. Um, wait. How do you get an auto reply text? Why isn't it coming up? Yeah, here it comes. It's okay. Mine says, "Where is yeah, it?" Yeah, mine. You mine, said it was here, and then it's it, so it so it says. Uh, if I hit my middle key over and over again, it says, yeah. I am a beautiful person, period. I will be there, period. I will be there, period. I will be there. <laughs> oh, wow. That like, did not get I, anything like that, that at all. I mean, that's a great... I love I love my middle yeah uh, your thing. middle your middle predictor my option. middle your middle predictor option is great and it it goes it goes I will be there a fourth time if I keep hitting it that's crazy. Um, good good and then what else what else do you want to talk about, Paul? I want to talk about something that I spoke about on Geek Shock. Okay. Everybody, I, I, fucking Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, you went and saw Mad Max? Holy shit, dude. Yeah. I almost went and saw that today. I'm, I saw it I, last I, I night. I might go see it tomorrow. I, I was going to, and I just night. watched more Thomas the Tank Engine with my kid. <laughs> um, This is better. Oh, actually, I, do, I did watch something, but go ahead. Uh, uh, but let's get into your thing. It's awesome. You, you love it. I fucking loved it. I like Tom Hardy a lot. He's not even the best thing about the film. What? I like I like Tom Hardy okay. He's all right. He doesn't float. My oh, boat. the fucking movie he did with James Gandolfini. I don't um, think I've seen that one. It was like a oh, small indie movie. Feel. The one where he's the where he's the not where he's the prisoner. No, 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 he's no, really no, no. good in that. He's good. He's he's no, excellent. He's I mean, really he's great. Inception. Good. He is excellent. You're right. He's really fucking good. I didn't. Yeah, fine. He's fine. Bane, whatever. It's fine. Bane, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's he, hard. Had to, he had to wear a fucking jellyfish on his I face the whole time. The world is crazy. And he had to talk about it. We didn't even know. About, yeah. I don't know this is I how said. I sound. Mask make me British. When I wear a mask, 
sometimes Batman, <laughs> you have to understand. That is a surprisingly good impression. Here's the ho- that, that movie bad. is deeply flawed. Of all the of all the Dark Knights, that yes. one is, is the, has the most flaws. It is the shittiest of the three. But it is the least shittiest of every third Batman movie. True. We are the superior third. <laughs> so let's see the 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 first the first the the first one is Batman Forever. Is that the third one? Uh, it felt yes. like that when I was in the theater. <laughs> it was either that or Batman and Robin, both of which were just awful. Dude, I can't I knock any like movie. Was, Batman was robbing me of my ticket admission price. <laughs> Batman and Robin was horrible. There oh, is, yeah. There is no worse movie than uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's a fucking terrible fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, I saw that uh, opening night with my buddies in Ohio, and it was just like, oh, that was the first time I'd ever really been offended by a film. <laughs> Really, really bad. Anyway, Fury Road. I went and bought the soundtrack today. It's fucking amazing. The whole fucking movie. Oh, damn. It's, it's just words fail. It's just awesome. It's nice. just awesome. And I hear people talking smack about it, and it gets me like, if people don't, if people have a negative opinion of this film, my respect level for them goes way down, <laughs> way down real fast. Because I'm like, what are you even coming from? And I told this is exactly what I said on the other podcast. That if you somehow think that life has order and meaning, I can understand how you might not appreciate or care for this movie. But if you realize that this existence is just a random collection of insanity, this movie is awesome. Beyond awesome. That is, I mean, I do definitely, like, I re, like, I, I almost want to, like, start, like, a review site for, like, here's the audience that would like this film. Because, like, oh. Yeah, for Matt sure Max it has its Fury audience. Road is not written for like the Academy Award crowd. No. Yeah. You know? And it doesn't pretend to be. That's what I mean. It doesn't but pretend I'll, to be. But I'll tell be. you, it has better character development than most films. Right. They talk, you know, and that's the other thing, Bill. Oh, what's the backstory with it? It's in there. It's yeah. not oh, spoon fed yeah. to you. No. And it's in little weird glimpses. The other thing about this this film is it's very much the whole picture is a cipher that you can put into it whatever you want. I mean, it is rife for interpretation and uh, analysis. You can fit almost any meaning into that little machine. It's it's pretty wide sure. for interpretation. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm afraid uh, from what I'm hearing about it that it is just a direct ripoff of one of my other favorite movies. Which is? Uh, Crazy Clifford, Angry Avenue. I never heard of that movie. It, it's not a thing. I, I just what do you do? <laughs> Red herring. Angry Avenue. The movie that he was <laughs> in was Clifford called Angry I was, Avenue. I was like, that cannot be the right. That can't be. <laughs> I thought you were like Crazy Larry or Dirty Larry and right. Crazy Mary. Yeah. The Drop was the name of the movie he did with James Gandolfini, and he is excellent. In okay, I'll have to see, search that one out. I think then. you'd like that one. I bet I would. It's uh, he, you know, and I, mean, I like acting. He does a lot of sci-fi. He wants to be Punisher now. That's the next thing he wants to do. Oh, okay. He's he's he's. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Because I was like, it's not he'll like, be a good Punisher. Don't ruin the blank version of Punisher. Yeah, because they've never made a good one. So I mean, I get. You know what? And when I think on it, he did as well as he could in Star Trek Nine. He was good. He was Shinzon. He was oh, okay. Picard's clone. You remember? Oh, uh, no. You, yeah. <laughs> no. He was. Uh, he Matt, was it, we were just talking about it right before Paul got here. You were Star Trek Nine. Motherfuckers. <laughs> of course. The ninth one, which came out in uh, a year, I believe. I believe it happened during uh, time. It was one of the years. Yeah. It happened during time. Yes. yes that's, that's, that's it. I do remember that. Are the Star Trek still numbered now? Are they considered numbered? No, they're done. Yeah, nine yeah. was the last one. 
and now they're well and essentially then they reboot it. but the reboot it'd be star count. trek 10 essentially but it's not right but yeah. it's, you, but even well, trekkies don't count it as they don't count as in it's numbers. not star trek 10 now no yeah. i mean that that was star trek right uh, what, what did they call the first one right uh, they just called it star trek they had no subtitle yeah it was star yeah. trek and then star trek into darkness yes correct which is terrible. Boy, I just pulled that out of my ass, didn't I? Oh, it was into darkness. That second one is tr- is not good. But right, uh, this both third of one, you, give me your lunch money. Third right one's going to be awesome. Simon Pegg's on the case. Simon Pegg, who right I would have met. What? Do you know this? At the thing, at the taping, he came to fullest taping. Oh, dude, I'm so bummed for you. I'm bummed for me. I'm my I'm, stupid I'm fucking so bummed kid for you that got you had born. A child. I'm surrogate. At, <laughs> my stupid I'm surrogate fucking kid got all born. Me. I adore him. He, do, I, I have oh, spaced I on DVD. I've got uh, most of the Cornetto trilogy. Shaun of the Dead is like why I got pitch meetings. Like when I was in New York, I had so many concepts that were loosely based on Shaun of the Dead. I just wanted to do any kind of version that was similar to Shaun of the Dead. That movie's awesome. I love that movie so much. It's so funny, but you care about the characters Mm -hmm. and the plot matters, but it's so smart. Yep. And if you watch it with zombie movie files, it fulfills... So much of what they like, Everybody. but I wasn't a zombie movie fan. I love the movie, and that's I hate like certain movies that have to hang references out. So it's only for the it's only for the hardcores, yeah, no. diehards. No, no, no. That movie's beautiful. I love Shaun of the Dead, and I feel the so same funny. way about this Fury Road, man. It's not. Yeah. It's definitely not. You don't have to be a diehard Mad Max guy, which I am not. Yeah, not at all. I don't. I don't own any of those movies. How much dick is in it? A lot of dick in that movie. It's. It's. It's testosterone-y, but it's also got a very strong female presence. Oh, very yeah? strong. Charlize is like the lead. No two ways about it. Want, She's the lead of this film. I want the scoops to back Paul up on this. If you think it has a strong feminine side, please write no, it and I, talk I, to I, me about it. I, I've been told, this is for real, that I've been told that uh, there are people who are angry that it has such a feminine side. Yeah. That they, they think they Dude, feminize the movie too there much. Are, there, they, this film is getting a lot of hate from that is, misogynists. That is a real thing. Uh, because... Charlize is the lead. I like this blatant massage. It's like, this film has too much respect for women. Seriously. It, ki- it kind of is, though. That's what they're saying, man. Seriously, like, Charlize is the lead. She yeah. saves Max two or three times. They help each other, but she there saves him There are women in this movie that aren't mothers or whores. <laughs> kind of. What the fuck? Precisely. Um, and when they get to a certain point uh, in the journey, spoilers. Spoiler uh, alert. They uh, they encounter a tribe of straight oh, up. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. Just shut straight up. up just straight up. up warrior women. Okay. Okay, it's not bad. In the in the in the the Dune Land, you know, it's like, and it, it some of the strongest female roles that you're going to see on screen ever, in a lot of ways, and both physically and physi- emotionally. Physically demanding, more emotionally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just fucking outstanding. They're film. just doing curls. Outstanding fucking film. Is there a part where they all stop and go shopping? I'm kidding. I'm. I have no. I, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> they t- of uh, course but, they do. But yes. Speaking of strong female characters, I watched uh, the first two episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. Yeah. Man, do I miss Tina Fey's writing? Mm. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I love Thirty Rock so much. My wife still just keeps watching Thirty Rock repeats all the time. I, it's I'm because so, it's, it's so it's good. Comedic poetry. It's like deep. It, it's it's the lines are just dense. 
Yep. The amount of jokes they make people Layered. say in a, in a small amount of time and the, the callbacks they have, I mean, they just hit on so many levels. And it is a writer's show. Like, to me, like, the thing is, like, 30 Rock never, you never really cared about any characters doing anything or evolving anywhere. I always cared about Lutz, but that's because. No, that's the thing is, those characters, <laughs> no, they're certainly likable, and within yeah. the episodes, you root for them. But, but you know, like, you're right. The Office hit huge because you suddenly cared about Jim and Pam's romance, mm-hmm. right? So there was, a, there was a plot that transcended the comedy. You actually care about the characters over the comedy. And that's when those shows really take off. And 30 Rock was never going to do that. And so when people are like, oh, I never got on 30 Rock. I look at them like, oh, I get it. Because, you know, I don't see, you don't have to. There's no reason to. But it's very funny. Should you choose to like these characters, then they will just warm your heart over and over and over and over again. And it was the smartest writing, the most clever writing for so each good. character. Each character had such comedic Trace, uh, chops. Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan was so good yeah. on it. Jack McBrayer. Jack I mean, McBrayer is a force of nature. And Jane Krakowski. She's she was a Broadway actress. She's ridiculous. And she's in this. She's in Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah, she's oh. crazy in this too. And her lines are like, and the thing is, that it's Netflix, so it's not, it's, there's no network censorship. Yep. So the, it's still the same flavor of 30 Rock. It still feels nice. And it just makes, man, no one makes you miss New York like Tina Fey, Tina Fey's writing. Mm-hmm. 30 Rock would make you miss New York because it makes fun of New York, even though it feels like it's like a Muppet show. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the tone uh, it still hits on certain elements that are just you have to be in New York to really get the comedy of it and then if you ever were it just makes you miss it you know mm-hmm. and it, the, it's the background of this one too but the jokes are way harsher yeah <laughs> way harsher because the it's networks good. are cleaning it up it's a good show so it's for Netflix and tore through it in like two days oh man I love it it's funny stuff love it love it love it funny stuff did you did you get catch any 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 gif uh, any gif? Did you catch any gif? I am tired. I caught some gif. <laughs> did you catch any peanut butter in hand. the air? Got a little gif. It's to my choosy mom side. Grabbed it. Did you catch any of the Louis C.K. monologue controversy? Watch the whole thing, thing and the, the, what the, what the tempest in a teapot, if ever was one. You and I went and saw him. Yes. Years ago. Yeah. Same stuff. Same kind of things. Yeah. Really, the same kind of things. Man, people just... This is the world that we live in, where people just looking to be offended, desperate to be offended. I was actually proud of my stepmother. Oh, yeah? Uh, Not my stepmother. Mother-in-law. Gotcha. I mean, I'm proud of my stepmother, too. She has a job. She's doing well. Um, (laughs) Nothing uh, wrong with her. Yeah, she's doing fine. Good for her. Uh, My mother-in-law, she came to... She's come to help out, because I'm doing corporate workshop stuff this week. Yeah. And... uh, uh, she oh by the way business improvisations was featured in the Huffington Post business section today the company I work for uh, so Look at talking that. about uh, no laughing matter how b- improv helps business so yes it does good stuff good stuff um, and uh, so she said she I tried to watch she said she, I tried to watch the Louis C K episode and then I just stopped watching it and I said oh I didn't watch it and I wanted to watch she goes well I'm interested to see it again while you guys watch it. And so my uh, mother-in-law watched my wife and I watch, watch yeah. the opening monologue. And we were cracking up. We were laughing and we were loving it. And she is like, see, I guess it must be just generational. I just didn't appreciate it. So I didn't watch it. And I was like, that is a fine reaction. Sure. You were allowed to not appreciate it. Absolutely. Yep. And I clarified it even further. I said, but do you think he was advocating child molestation in any way? No. And she was like, no, 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 no. I just, just the jokes. I just didn't want to laugh at the jokes. And I said, yeah, yeah. 
and and, and Louis C.K. would even admit that he knows he's getting laughs because he knows that this that what he's saying is pissing off someone. You know, mm-hmm. and the laughs you know as a comedian when you hear laughs, the laughs you're hearing are people like who are deciding laughs, to be a part yeah. of the in crowd uh-huh. instead of the out crowd. It, it is edgy. He is pushing the envelope. He is trying to Absolutely. do a three minute hunk on child molestation. But the 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 crux of that is he's telling a brutal, honest truth. He was just reflecting on a reality that yeah. he lived with as a child. Yeah. When right. there was a everyone knew the child molester who lived in the town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's, you know, and that's, he just putting it out there, the truth. Yeah. And he was just telling honest, real stories about that person that happened and then making this really bitter to bitter pill to swallow analogy. Yeah. That was still truthful. I just yeah. found the uh, the comment that I was looking for. That's why I've been quiet this whole time. There was a... Uh, a, a you can be quiet as long as you want to. Uh, fair enough. But this is why I was quiet. Uh, <laughs> so a theology professor at King's College, uh, Professor Anthony Bradley, uh, he tweeted out uh, just after this was over with, uh, uh, sorry, joking about child molestation is bad form. Very low moment for Louis C.K. Oh, 100% boy. not funny in any form. Oh, one in three girls, one in six boys. Referring, of course, to how many children are molested. Uh-huh. That's the whole fucking point. Exactly. Yep. That's it. You. When was the last time you heard anyone even mention child molestation? Right. This is and the. He's in- going to bring up a statistic like that and then go, "How dare you talk about the it?" The statistic is the reason to bring it up. Right. This and is why you do it. That's what and comedy's about. It's yes. pushing difficult subjects in your face. And that guy's doing the same thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, shoving exactly. In a difficult subject with in the your horror face. in our faces yeah. and making us uncomfortable. Like, it's terrible. That's He's why you talk about funny. it. That's why you bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a funny subject. It's not an inherently funny subject. But you can be lighthearted about it in insofar as bringing it up, trying to uh, and, and trying to make a change. No right. one, no one who laughed at Louis C.K. Louis C.K.'s child molestation jokes the people who were roaring with laughter in the studio there and the, and my wife and I left at home mm-hmm. will be any nicer or more lenient to child molesters should we encounter them no right I would be I wouldn't be like oh you molested my child oh but you know what after, after Louis CK's bit I think you're fine I get it they're like mounds bars <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point at all of course yeah you know that, that's yeah. not but it but it yeah, the, the, this it's the, bad. People been, it's very, it's very, very bad. bad. But people have been talking about this shit. And it's like you fuckers. That's what comedy does. Yes, and the only reason why it's funny is because it's bad. Yeah, right. Otherwise, yeah. you could talk about playing baseball. Who and cares? It would, wouldn't matter. Who the fuck so the cares? Why that joke has any weight to it is because he's entering. Challenge a your fucking brain to difficult thoughts, and fuckers. It was it Jerry Seinfeld? Did we talk about this on this show? No, Jerry Seinfeld handling a heckler. Oh no! Where was this? Do uh, it was a while ago. I think it was at Caesar's Palace. Oh yeah. Oh really? During no, no, his- no. I apologize. This was in London. Oh okay. This was in London. Jerry Seinfeld, you know, does not do a lot of edgy material. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was making a joke. I don't know what the joke was about. This was told to me as a story from someone who's in the audience. I read this actually now that I'm. This is a Jonathan Ross story. Jonathan Ross told me the story. <laughs> okay. He was in the audience. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is performing, and some guy and Jerry Seinfeld brings up some topic. So let's just say. Say say it was eggs. Say it was eggs or whatever, but it, it was something maybe a little, a little some, edgier than eggs. No, uh, well, I mean nothing is edgier <laughs> than eggs. Edge have eggs have the most edges. Um, no, I mean it's not child molestation, but say we talk about drunk driving or something sure. like that. And so I was like, "Boo! You can't joke about that." He just turned to the guy and he goes, "Sir, 
you have to listen to all the words. <laughs> you have to listen to all of the words. You just don't get it. And then everyone applauded and shut the person up that way. But I love that. Like, sir, you have to listen to all the words. You listen to two of the words, and of course, it's very easy to get offended by Louis C.K.'s bit. Mm-hmm. Listen to all the words. It's you got to put an effort to get offended by it. Unless you're stupid. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> if the topic just makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to laugh at it, that is fine. Totally Perfectly fine. fine. Right. Perfectly I fine. am made uncomfortable by that topic. Yeah. That topic yeah. inherently makes me uncomfortable. Sure. Oh, it is my bread and butter. I could talk about <laughs> it. I could talk about it from Thanksgiving. Born and bread and that briar patch. Thanksgiving to the 4th of July. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's just the, the, the knee-jerk reactions. Like, come on. Yeah. Did, r- Apply your brain. We're a lot. Apply your brain. Think, think, think. What is the intention of the joke? Comedians are allowed to bring up any topic they want. You have to say their intention. Now, if you believe, now, if you believe Louis C.K. is a child molester, then it's very offensive what he's doing. Sure. Very, very offensive. (laughs) That's bad stuff. Or if he's defending child molesters, then it's then it's a little offensive. Not even a lot offensive. He's defending child molesters a little offensive because he's still a comedian. He's not trying to run for office, and he's not standing up on a stage molesting a kid, and he's not. (laughs) <laughs> so, so it's a, still just a little offensive at that point. And then when you realize if you listen to the words, it's not offensive at all. What he's doing is very funny and making and reminding us how horrible it is, but in a way that we can deal with it. And that's what jokes are for. I loved what Ray said in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was before we were on air or after. I think it was while we were still on. But when he was talking about how, you know, kindergartens yeah. have these little projects where the kids go out and they graze their vegetables yes and they make their own lettuce yeah and they have their big salad day when it's like oh we raised salad yeah 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 but they would never in a million years think about having a little chicken coop (laughs) on the school grounds and then when it comes to feeding time having these kids rip the heads off these chickens and then go to town you know it's like but what I would send Matt's kids to those. But schools. what's the line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the line and what's the truth? I would hate honestly I just I would hate the, the task of just trying to shop for an axe for my kid. It's not <laughs> that I'd be against it, but I'd be like, oh school supplies. I hate fucking shopping for obscure school supplies. Uh, every year. Three boxes of Kleenex, some handy wipes, and an axe. <laughs> every kid's gotta bring this shit to fucking a class. safety axe. Oh, boy, oh boy. I bought a high It won't cut skin. And it won't even cut need chicken necks. <laughs> don't even need it. Don't need this shit. Yeah, man, that's nuts. Write your name on that axe. Um, <laughs> how deep? How deep are we? We got to keep we're, it. Tight. We're about a half an hour. All right, cool. Um, wanna... So I got a, I got a news story for you here. It, it's a, it's a it's kind of a news story, but it's, but it's it. funny. It's um. A couple kind of, of a news story? What's kind of a news story? Well, well, we're about it, to find out. It, 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 it's, it's, how about this? It's reported. It's a reported story. Reported. So, call, so call, it, call it news. <laughs> call it whatever you want. This is a crime beat. This is the Ice Cream Social Crime Beat out of Florida because that's where all weird news happens. Absolutely. Tito and Amanda Watts were arrested a few days ago for selling, quote, golden tickets to heaven to hundreds of people. They sold the tickets on the street for $99.99 per ticket, told the buyers the tickets were made from solid gold and that each ticket reserved the buyer a spot in heaven. Simply present the ticket at the pearly gates and you're in. Tito Watts said in his police statement, quote, I don't care what the police say, the tickets are solid gold. And it was Jesus who gave them to me behind the KFC and said to sell them so I could get me some money to go to outer space. I met an alien named Stevie who said if I got the cash together, he'd take me and my wife on his flying saucer to his planet that's made entirely of drugs. You should arrest Jesus because he's the one that gave me the golden tickets and said to sell them. 
I'm willing to wear a wire to set Jesus up. End quote. Amanda Watts said that in her police statement, we just wanted to leave Earth and go to space and do drugs. I didn't do nothing. Tito sold the golden tickets to the heaven. I just watched. The police say they confiscated over over $10,000 in cash, drug paraphernalia, and a baby alligator. Here's... I've seen this story several times on Facebook. Oh, yeah? You've got to see the accompanying picture of this The, the pictures are great. This, I love ugh. this story, though. There's there's no part of it that I don't love. It's I pretty love great. it, and it's, it's, it's just great. it's just because like I you know are we to assume that he made ten thousand dollars selling heaven tickets? I, I yes. think that's what we have to assume here. And the cops intervened. Now here's the weird thing, right? Where do you draw the line? As an atheist, it's hard for me. Like I get, I'm I'm certainly glad that the cops stopped this man from selling tickets for ten thousand dollars. I, but the ticket was only a hundred bucks. No, but what I'm trying but to say so, is yeah. that, like, who cheaper, cares? Cheaper than tithing. Yeah, what like, was, who's he hurting? Religions take all kinds of money all the time. Why yeah, is that? So yeah. why is he wrong? People, you know, people are called by God to to stop having sex and and start, uh, you know, uh, going into monasteries and stuff like that. Like, what? Where? Why? Why are these guys crazier? Like, I have a hard time. They're not. Like, I, I have a hard time with I, them. I. I believe his alien part of the story. <laughs> that would probably happened. Like I'm trying to think of like I shit goes down behind that KFC. I wouldn't I wouldn't be down I wouldn't buy a ticket to heaven for a hundred bucks, but if someone sells them like if he here's the other thing. If he wasn't a fucking Are drug we addict, not in a free market society? That's what I mean. If he's not a fucking crazy drug addict, if he were just if he were a little slicker and called them souvenirs, uh if he put them in snow globes yeah, and just and just said like he could charge one hundred and fifty for them then, but or like, if he did them on an evangelical TV show uh, and would mail them to you. Yep, that's what I mean. Like, there's there's all these there's so much gray area here. Like, uh, I'm glad the cops stopped this guy because as a rational thinker, he should be stopped. A lot of money goes places where maybe it should be stopped. Also, I don't know. It's kind of kooky. Now, yep. what is the part of the story that I want to know more about? It's the last line in the story. They confiscated a baby alligator. That's all they say about that. That's just one line I, at the end. I want to know more about this conversation. Dude, that, that alligator is the fucking alien, and <laughs> these guys are telling the truth. That's what it is. That's it. I need information on he's the baby of, alligator. He, the, he's not a baby alligator. They thought it was because they're just not familiar with reptilians. It turns out, <laughs> wanting, wanting to go, wanting to go to another planet, wanted to go to another planet to do drugs, and come back and still take us to heaven. It turns out, the only thing that they weren't didn't have their shit together on was the was the drugs. Everything else was the Everything truth. Everything else was legit. Everything yeah. else was the truth. Yep. Um, that is a great story. Thank you for sharing that. I just love that Jacob. so much. I just I really want to know more about the alligator though. Reptilian. Nate, did you get an audio jock versus nerd? Oh, I Jacob? don't know. Did we? Yeah, did I think uh Seven Land Hand said they sent it. Oh, that's in. right, we did. Um But it's not loaded up, right? I'll I'll find it. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll I was gonna get into something else, but that would require you also. Okay. Which is uh which is getting a scoop mail, but we don't have to do- No no yeah, we we can get into scoop mail and then I'll find it during scoop mail. Okay. Okay. Message for you, son. Uh we got an uh, email here looking for some advice from the broken scoop family. Whoa. The broken scoop family. The broken scoop family. It's what not as bad happened? as it sounds. Don't oh. worry, it's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. Okay. Uh the following story is one hundred percent true and I can provide photos. It's like a team slide versus team sling. It broke the family apart. <laughs> I can provide photos and other documentations <laughs> to prove the truth if you want. Let me start three weeks ago. My four-year-old daughter fell off her mother's scooter and broke her arm. The following week, 
I was changing a light bulb and sliced my leg about six inches on a piece of glass embedded in a table that we have had in our in our home for about three years now. The glass has been there the entire time. I what? sliced my leg about six inches long and about one inch deep. Then I slipped in the blood that pooled up on the floor and broke a bone in my foot. Now to the current week. You see why they're called the broken family now? I see. Uh, I was trying to start my scooter, and I somehow managed to slice the same leg again right next to the previous week's wound. Okay, moving ahead to yesterday, May 13th, 2015. My, see, we're not that far behind. We're not that far behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife went to the to um my my wife went to now 2016. Yeah, right. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out what this sentence means. Uh, my <laughs> wife went the night before. Or uh, uh, that word's supposed to be bed. My wife went to bed the night before, <laughs> acting strange. That that makes that sentence makes sense. Yes, it does. Yes, That's it makes just... a lot more sentence than my wife went to be the night before, acting strange. Yeah. Uh, she hit my daughter, something she has never done before. She asked what she had done in school today. When my daughter started to reply, my wife hit her on the chin and then continued asking questions like nothing had happened. When I confronted my wife uh, as to why she hit our angel, she denied it. I was not sure what was going on. I picked my daughter up and went outside to calm her down. My daughter and I discussed mommy's behavior. My daughter told me that mommy needed to see a doctor. I agreed with her. My daughter cl- my, my daughter calmed down, and we started to walk home. We had walked about one or two blocks away from home. When we got within sight of our house, we saw my wife outside destroying my garden, my most prized possession, my second baby, my rare and exotic plants that I have collected over the years. Then we saw her pick up the tree that my dead friend gave me, and she stripped its pot away from it and threw the tree into the pile of plants she had created. Then she calmly calmly walked back into the house. Uh, then she calmly walked back into the house. Uh, my four-year-old daughter, Cakey, said... I think her name is Bed. Maybe that's it. Uh, Daddy, Mommy needs to go to the doctor right now before she turns green and breaks our house. Uh, Cake, you really said, Daddy, Mommy needs to go to the doctor before she breaks the rest of the stuff you like. I agreed with her. When we arrived at our house, Cakey and I noticed that my wife had lowered our metal door. Just imagine a garage door covering the entire front of a house. I just want to say, at this point, this was under the auspice of giving advice. I have no idea where we're supposed to give advice. I don't don't either. I don't think we can. It was like, um, start wearing tougher material pant legs. I don't know. Well, let, let's see what's going on here with the wife. This okay. is this is what's going on. Uh, it's that like is shining. So yeah. she had closed this metal door and locked it. We banged on the door, but we couldn't get my wife to open the door. Then we noticed a little room at the bottom where we could crawl through, but she had locked the glass doors too. If this letter is, how do we get my wife out of this room, <laughs> <laughs> dude? Cheese, cheese works, right? Cheese, yeah. Did you lure ladies with cheese? Yeah. My daughter was able to use my key and unlock the glass doors, and we finally got into the house. We found my wife snoring on the living room couch. I woke her up and talked to her about what she had done. She had no memory of any of it. We what? went outside, and, and she helped me put flowers back in their clothes. Something's going on. She's she snoring was, heavy. There's something... She's got a poltergeist in her. Something's going on. Uh, she was acting completely normal. Poltergeist. It was late and all of the doctors were closed besides the emergency room. Since they don't have a psychiatrist, and my, uh, my wife said she wanted to go to the larger hospital in the morning. I said, okay, and we went to bed. My, my wife woke up in the morning acting normal and called in sick. Then she rode her scooter to the psychiatrist. I took my daughter to grandma and grandpa's house, and then I went to work. 
My wife called. So my advice Holy right now fuck. is to go with your wife to the doctor. Right. Yeah. Uh, my wife called me after seeing her doctor and reported that her break from reality was caused by her medication and it shouldn't happen again because she had changed her medication. Oh. She told me that she was sorry and I made a smart ass response about how she was sexy when she went crazy. Two hours later, my phone rings. I answer it. The conversation is as follows. Police officer. Who is this? Me. I'm Ken. Do you know a Mrs. their last name? Uh, yes, she is my wife. Who are you and why do you have her and why do you have her phone? The officer says, I am a police officer and you need to get to Dong Gong now. I don't know what that means. Bed. Uh, sure. You need to get to bed now. I think that's what that is. Uh, your wife is covered in blood and bleeding all over. We are taking her to the hospital. Hey, don't or hey, give me your shirt. End a phone call. Uh, it was about a two-hour drive from there. I left my job and made it in about 45 minutes. I ran into the hospital, and I see my wife's parents in the waiting room. They're crying and begging for someone to tell them where their daughter is. They were yelling about a phone call from the police they had received. I took note of the hospital, or rather small hospital. the parents hospital. immediately broke every potted plant in sight. <laughs> they cut each other open. They got arrested. And I got two more phone calls from the same cop. It was from the same room. It was ah! happening from the same room. The call's coming from inside the hospital. And there was a hook on my door. Da, da, da. <laughs> I found the doctor and walked up to him and introduced myself using my wife's family name. He told me to calm my parents down and he would talk to us. I told my wife's parents, I, I told, I calmed my wife's parents down, I think. And then the doctor told us that my wife had been carried into the emergency room by a young man covered in my wife's blood. He said that they had finally stabilized her. He was a vampire, her. but he was full. Yeah. <laughs> and, but Enough she was, already. <laughs> she was bleeding internally, and they couldn't figure out where she was bleeding from. He then listed the bones that she broke. Uh, she broke her eye socket, cheekbone, both of her hips, Holy and maybe fuck. her foot. Uh, oh. He then started telling us all eye the parts of her body. Eye socket makes me so uncomfortable. I know, right? What, was this a, an, a, a scooter wreck? I, we don't know. I, again, they want advice from us. Is this really advice? <laughs> I don't know go. what advice they want. All right. Um... He told us all the parts that were internally bruised. I'll make this list shorter than he did for the sake of time. Almost every organ in her body, including her lungs. Then he gave us the bad news. My wife was in a coma. Oh! What? Holy shit. Uh, my wife's family and I decided to move her to a bigger hospital. We arranged the ambulance and sent her to a large hospital in uh, another city. Uh, my wife, my father-in-law, daughter, and I rode in my father-in-law's car while my mother-in-law rode with my wife. The new hospital said that they needed uh, that she needed emergency surgery. I signed the consent form. They took her in for a six-hour surgery to stop the internal bleeding, and my wife is now in a coma in the ICU. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, flashback. Uh, the young man who carried my wife into the hospital told me what happened. He said that she was driving, and there was a turn that she didn't even attempt to make. She just kept driving straight right into an electricity pole. She smashed into it at about 20 miles per hour. I'm, I'm assuming this is on, in a, scooter. on a scooter. Yeah. Uh, head on, she oh yeah, she totally destroyed her scooter and went bouncing down the road. The young man said that by the time he got to her, she was already covered in blood. Uh, Did this so, happen in Florida? <laughs> I don't think so. Really? Uh, I don't think so. Only because the next sentence says uh, since they were less than a kilometer from the hospital, and I don't think they have kilometers in Florida. No, no, those are banned. Yeah. Um, and her beautiful hair was soaked in blood, and her head was bleeding severely. He threw her over his shoulder and rode his scooter to the store. Got some milk, picked up a chick, slapped a baby, and then he drove my wife to the hospital. Okay, he just rode his scoot- scooter as quick as he could to the hospital. Oh my god! Uh, if you'd waited for an ambulance, you most likely would have bled to death. Thanks for putting that zinger. <laughs> yeah. 
Thanks, Brandon. It, it lighten the mood. Lighten you the have mood. no idea how confused I was when I started reading that sentence. Um, he used the shirt the to stop the bleeding. baby then smashed a flower pot, cut its leg. Uh, what an awesome person. I met him and gave him the clothes I was wearing so that he could get out of my wife's blood. I was going to give him everything, but he stopped me at my underwear. I wanted to give him the shirt off my back to start saying thank you. Aww. I tried to hand him my entire salary. I just received it from my boss that morning, and I had cast a check. I was going to give it to my wife as a Mother's Day present. He refused. I gave him a couple of flowers from my car and asked him if he needed anything else. He said, no, but thank you, and saving someone's life was good enough for him. Uh, because of the approval I gave... To save my wife's life, she now needs plastic surgery to correct something. I'm not sure what yet, because she is in a coma and her head is completely covered. She is on a ventilator. Jesus, this is gut wrenching. This is this is terrible. Um, I, this cannot be about advice. Uh, and it's I have no advice the for you. Scoop family. Um, then there's a long P.S. that he is a double scoop. Uh, her his wife had started listening to the shows. Oh, no, sorry. He's the double scoop. His wife turned him onto the show. Oh. oh. So uh, let's you know who primarily listens to us <laughs> versus who listens to us now. Oh. He, he just hasn't slept in uh, in two days because he's worried about his wife. I would so he's just he's so. just writing, a, yeah. uh, writing us an email about Dude, it. Dude, well, our hearts go out to you, man. This sounds like a really fucking awful situation. It's fucking crazy hard to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Crazy hard to deal with. Uh, I don't even know the source of uh, the medication. Clearly, it must be needed. Uh, it's a shame that you change medications only to have the episodes get even worse. Yep. Um, I can only say that, you know, I hope that she recovers. And if so, she's very lucky to have a husband like you. That was... Uh, scary and also very understanding of you to handle it the way you did up until that point. Uh... God damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, hang in there, man. Hang in there. Yeah. Get us an update if things improve or no, don't, I guess. No, no. I don't want to know if it doesn't improve. I guess, yeah. Get us Keep an update yourself. if it improves. <laughs> um, Hopefully things will improve. But, yeah. Jeez, uh, that's rough. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that is. Yeah. All right. First scoop mail. That was not an Italian air show. <laughs> that was no. not at all. No. No. Uh, we got one here from Married Scoop. Hi, Matt, Paul, and Jacob, and maybe SJ? Nope, not SJ. No, not SJ. Uh, Matt, we last met when you, as an FBI agent, were hauling me away from our custom alibi show on the morning of my wedding. Oh, what? yeah. Wanted to let you know that the marriage is still going strong after three months, so looking good. I occasionally black out, kill everything, go to the hospital and bash my own skull in, but everything's been, been aces so <laughs> Outside far. Outside of that, just fine. But I turned to my husband on the ICS. Uh, recently, I changed jobs, um, and recently... Okay. People, I don't understand these sentences. Uh, recently, <laughs> I changed jobs. And languages. If not, don't do it. And my mom became ill. She's doing better now. Good. <laughs> what? So I needed some distraction and started to listen to the back episodes of ICS quite compulsively. Oh, okay. I All wonder right. if maybe something got cut out of this yeah, email. It looks like something got cut, yeah. Seems like it. Uh, prior to that, I listened to practically every... Oh, I edited anything about Puerto Ricans, so maybe it was something about Puerto Ricans. <laughs> it's been redacted. Um, listened to every tech... 
podcast, so I was always on top of the latest technology news and trends. However, once my playlist changed to ICS every day, all day, started from the, starting from the beginning, my current tech knowledge plummeted. So I squarely blame my ignorance on your show. Yes, you're that welcome. is correct. That's no exactly problem. what happened. You're, you're welcome. welcome. You're uh, welcome. Spreading the dumb. And which I bet not, that is not the first time you've heard this. This podcast will not make you smarter. Nope. Uh, but did you know about the helicopters during Vietnam? Vietnam or Korea? Very Korea. Dead first, people herpes. Have you heard about dead people herpes? First <laughs> use. Um, <laughs> hear the terms periscope and meerkat. Uh, I, I hear the terms periscope and meerkat now and think that they're referring to the On the Town Broadway show revival and new airings of the Animal Planet show. Great show, by the way. On the Town is a great show yep. on Broadway. Uh, also, if I had known anything about Paul prying to seeing the bucket show on Wednesday prior to the wedding, I would have trampled over to over you, Matt, and would have geeked out with Paul. I'm a devout Star Wars fan. Also, cannot tolerate watching The Daily Show at all because I get so incensed at the misogyny and the homophobia unveiled of the unveiled. I feel you. I think did. he means in the ultra conservative yes. right. Yes. There we go. Yep. Um, also, uh, don't drink. Don't get the cult fandom of Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV series. No judgment. And, of course, like to move as little as possible. Separated at birth. Separated at birth, us two. Yep. You married the wrong person. My that Corsican day I kidnapped twin. you at Alibi. <laughs> she married Paul. <laughs> so and he could have loved you long distance. It yeah, been but, fine. you know, if, if, if it's all the same, you know, you got to have those differences. Yeah. Variety is the spice. Uh, so for our next Vegas trip to uh, complete the PSS and ICS circle, we will be hiring Godot to juggle for us, and we will also be hiring Paul to dress in a Klingon outfit while teaching us improv. I think that's a brilliant idea. If and the Paul, money's you, right. You need to start marketing that shit right if now. If the money's right, I'll do fucking anything. Could you get a Klingon outfit together if you had to? Yeah. Do you know where to get it? It wouldn't be as quality as I used to have, but right. I, could, I got some connections. I might be able to get a, a really good one. So you, should, you, should, you should pip yourself out for that. We should make that a uh, teaching crowdfunding imp- item. Teaching improv addresses a Klingon. Yes, I think that's a great idea. That's Love the show. Yours truly, member of the congregation, slash married by pen, slash entertained by alibi, slash and Paul's secret twin, married scoop. Oh, yes, oh, so he's one of the ones that, that Penn married as well. I, I think as part of the, um, yes. the movie, the movie she was there from cool. MakePennBad.com. Very yeah. cool. Well, I thanks, think most of your group. most of your grunting, I think, is the thought of teaching improv again this week, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the next eight weeks, I will be teaching improv six and a half hours a week. Whoa, that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that's a lot to be, occupy your brain with improv. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um. What time is it? How deep are we in now? We're about 50 minutes in. I take that okay. back. It'll be seven and a half hours a week. Uh, we got to keep this tight just because I got the little guy. Yeah, yeah. I got to get, get, get back to the baby. I got to go home and not sleep. I got to go, go Take home care of the baby. Grab that little fucker. Let's How's see. the baby doing? Um, he's doing good. He's doing good. He's, he's growing. Good. He's a little tiny guy. My oldest kid, who's only, who's only 20 months old, is adorable with him. I mean, just always trying to lie down next to him and hold him and stuff. It's very cute. Um, so they're buddies, huh? They are buddies. All right, let's try this one here. Let's try right. this one as a closer. This is from Chris, the cookie dough decahedron dippy cone. Good day, my Neapolitan lords of funny. Last I wrote in about me and the boys from the aftermarket automotive headlamp quality control inspection room listening to you whilst on our daily duties. I remember this. Well, you guys are not psychics because Jupiter was not in the money house <laughs> because we were all laid off last Christmas Eve. Oh, oh my gosh. Literally oh. on the day Christmas Eve. Oh. 
It's okay now. No worries. All 20 of us are now employed, and the New Jersey ziggurat-shaped obelisk scheme is now in full swing. Oh, good. Good. As long as you keep downloading, that's all we care about. We do not care about your jobs. I submit to you for an approval of a possible Italian air show. All right. right. Love possible Italian air shows. You have my ear. I'm a graphic designer and subsequently was asked to go in for an interview. This was the third time I was at this company for an interview, all for different departments and level of positions. So I felt pretty confident that I was going to nail this interview and finally get out of the warehouse. Third time's a charm. The interview was scheduled for 10.30 a.m. I arrived promptly at 10.15 to look good. And the receptionist recognized me as one often does when you see someone three times in a week. We chatted for 15 minutes. She told me that my interviewer's meeting was running long and to have a seat in the foyer. The time passed, and a lot more time passed. And around 11.45, an elderly caterer with a large cart started to struggle with the front door. Being the nice guy I am, I helped him with the door and the preceding second door into the offices. The caterer then blacked out, drove the catering cart into a wall, and smashed his own (laughs) eye socket. At that moment, the phone rang, and the receptionist asked me if I could show the caterer to the conference room because I already knew where that was. I, bored as fuck, said sure and started to walk with the caterer when the receptionist stopped me with, Would you mind terribly helping him uh, out setting up lunches in about 10 minutes? I replied with a smile and said, As long as my interviewer knows where I am, I don't see why not. While setting up three designers from, while setting up three designers from the cubicles... Oh, there we go. There's not a comma there. Uh, while setting up, three designers from the cubicles ducked their heads in, and one recognized me. I was a, It was a guy I went to art school with. He said, nothing gets done during the lunch hour, and I might as well hang out with him in the cubicles and shoot the shit. Uh-oh. So I did. The hour passed, and people started to work again. I took this as a cue to retake my seat in the foyer when someone speaks up with a question on how to do something in an Adobe program. I happened to know the answer, and I helped the designer out, which caused a parade of other designers asking for my help. I truly never felt more valued. It was great. Then I looked at my watch. It was 3.30 p.m. Jeez. I was slightly annoyed. Thankfully, my interviewer found me, and she sat me down at the table with sc- uh, still scattered with sandwiches that I had put there. She said that I handled myself impressively with the questions that were asked of me and if I could start the next day. Oh, hello. Good stuff. Oh, all this was a test? Uh, uh, I don't think it was on, I don't think a, it was a test on purpose. A sandwich-filled test? Oh, sandwich-filled test. <laughs> oh. It's not a Italian air show, but it ends in a sandwich-filled Man, test. Sandwich-filled test. Give me that shit. I said that That's I would... a song. I said that I would love to start the next day, but I couldn't because I was currently employed and would need at least a week's notice for my current job at the light bulb facilities. Yeah. I was thinking it was still some sort of test. She says, well, that's a shame, stands up and walks out. What? The interviewer, what? The interview was 45 seconds long. I did not get the job. Well, I don't know if that qualifies as an Italian air show, so I figured I'd better check. Uh, thanks for all you guys do. It's really appreciated out here on the East Coast. As always, fucking you in the face, sensually, Chris, the cookie dodecahedron dippy cone. Here's the thing, Chris. I'm glad you wrote in. No, I don't think it's an Italian air show. But I don't I think know. so. Not but quite. The, but you encountered a fucking dipshit. Yeah, you did. Who happened to actually control your fate. That's rough. Ugh. I mean, you wanted a job. You didn't get a job because the person came out and just was... Hey, uh, you did everything awesome. Yeah. You helped cater lunch. You answered lunch. questions from... Thanks for waiting five hours to to get interviewed. Yeah, now can you start this job tomorrow? No, no I need a few days because of your responsibility to my previous employer. Well, eat a dick. Great. 
What the fuck? Dude, corporate America, it's all about failing up. And that's where these people get their jobs, and it blows my damn mind. That is crazy. It's scary. The people, the, the dick. people in the power positions just know how to just do terrible things and not care. Responsible, careful, thoughtful people get fucked. Yeah. You know what I would have done? What would you have done? I would have followed that interviewer to their car. I mean, as soon as they drove, I would have cut their brakes so they went right into a telephone pole and smashed their eye socket. I don't see how you would have had a different option. I mean, That's, what else? What else can you do, really? At that point, I mean, the guy's probably only a kilometer away from the hospital. What's the worst that could happen? Fair is fair. Fair is fair. Um, all right, Jacob, did you load up the? Uh, we got it. You want to do a little jock versus nerd? Yeah, let's do a little jock versus nerd. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is. Explosion. Explosion. Uh, so we got one here from our good friends over at Seven Land Hand. Hand? Ham. Hand. Hand. <laughs> seven Land Ham. Man, that'd be awesome. Oh. This ham has been to Seven Lands. <laughs> that sounds like a Kentucky store. Right, Welcome to Seven Land Ham. Would you like a spiral cut today? Here at Seven Land Ham, we've been giving people their Christmas dinner since 1948. <laughs> we love to continue the tradition this year with you and your family if you will come in. Only we're out of ham. So come we're selling these what? ceremonial tins. Come in for a tin. Filled with ham juice. But I only came in for the ham. Well, all We're you get all is the juice. We have ham juice, though. We had a pig, well, I don't want to say problem, because it sounds like a, we had a pig escape. The pigs orchestrated a, an elaborate <laughs> escape where they distracted us with one pig while they tunneled out of here. About 40 pigs. So we have no Christmas hams to give away at Seven Line of Ham this, this Christmas Eve. Do, do you still have the pig that distracted you? Because I, I will take a ham from that pig. Uh, the, tr- the truth is uh, uh, he disguised himself as a human. And uh, we lost him at a bus stop. That pig could be anyone or anywhere. So we will all keep an eye out and be sure to tell you if we see that that pig. You will be the first to know. Thank you, Gregory. Wait a minute. Is he new? Huh? (laughs) Is that feces? Roll, roll. <laughs> you sure look happy in that. I am they happy do that for sunblock. <laughs> huh? they did. That's right. They do that for yeah, sunblock. they're not. Nat- they're not naturally dirty. Yeah, they're naturally filthy animals. They naturally don't want to get sunburned like you and I. Smart. All, All right. right. Uh, so <laughs> on that note, seven land ham. <laughs> seven land ham. Oh. Hey Matt, Paul, and Jacob. It's David and Matt. Here from the Seven Land Hand Podcast uh, with our second bout of Jock versus Nerd. Last time Bring it, it was episode 55, the classic Little Slutty Red Truck oh, episode. Oh, that was a classic. Oh, that was a good this, episode. You guys have just done uh, number 124, which is unbelievable effort. I think we've had yeah. about four episodes out since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, uh, that is yeah, our second highest rated podcast. We've one of, uh, of the Ice Cream Social episodes, and uh, I think that's just fantastic stuff. So, anyway, without further ado, here's our quiz. All right, well, I've got the jock question. Of the, there are 47 clubs that have played in the English Premier League since mm. its inception in 1992. Only five of those clubs have won it. 
Can you name the five clubs? Okay. I can name the five of clubs. It's a (laughs) card. The five clubs that have won the English Premier League. This is soccer. Yes. Good. Good start. So uh, I know for sure. um, uh, Oh, what is their name? Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, Real Madrid. Okay. I'm going to say them because I hear that name a lot. I'm going to say who's the ones with the really rowdy guys that are uh, (laughs) Manchester United. Oh, those are the ones with the really rowdy guys. (laughs) No, they're all rowdy. I I was going to say the soccer team. Oh, Real quick, did you guys hear the story about the soccer fracas that happened? Fracas? Fracas. Fracas? Uh, okay. This was a Jonathan fracas. This makes it really hard to this edit. Was a will, this was man, a real Will Riker of a fight. No, this fucking happened. <laughs> this, this club, their fans, pepper spray attacked the rival team before the match. I did see that, actually. Holy shit. They got... The team got penalized that's, for the behavior of the fans. That's crazy for <laughs> soccer fans, and that's crazy for soccer fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they, they have to play, like, two matches where none of their fans are allowed to come to the match. Oh, man. And then they have, like, a fine and a bunch of shit. But, man, soccer people, hey Pepper spray. What a Jonathan fracas. And what you really need is just handcuffs. No, not handcuffs. Feet <laughs> cuffs. <laughs> you can play soccer with that way in handcuffs. That's <laughs> it's perfectly fine. People in the body community know that for a fact. That would be if they made them play in handcuffs, there'd be a lot less of that push and foul and stuff. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And I'd watch it more. Because <laughs> it'd be uh, like it'd be take you back to old Are you days. out of guesses? You have Manchester United. No, I got United, Manchester United, United Real and Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid. Can you name another soccer team? Feet <laughs> 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 uh, You guys uh, raised the bar way too high, let's seven say, uh, head. Fly Emirates. Maybe. <laughs> Is that a guess? Yep. <laughs> Is it's that a, a guess. soccer team? Fly Emirates. Um, Ferrari Ball Kickers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Ferrari Ball Kickers. Um, uh, oh, shit. Who is it? Senegal. I'll just say Senegal. I'll leave it at that. Senegal! <laughs> the country of Senegal. <laughs> Final answer. <laughs> Senegal. I don't see how that en- could be wrong. Enjoy! <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that Real Madrid is I don't think is a Premier League. I don't think team. they're in the Premier League. I think they're in the Champions League. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Manchester United is one. Manchester City is another. Yep. Really? Uh, that yeah. seems cheaty to me. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> they're able to have two soccer teams from the same town. <laughs> Paul, can you name maybe two baseball teams that play in New York? Okay. Or maybe maybe Los Angeles. The Dodgers and the. And the Yankees. Uh, yep. If we were in a time machine, yes. If we're in, if we're in the 1940s, absolutely there's correct. Another, there's another team? That, yeah, the, the Mets. The Knickerbockers? Oh, the Mets. Wait, that's, oh, the Mets and the Oh, boy. No. <laughs> Too much learning in one night for you, huh? Well, Dodgers, okay, Dodgers, I remember. Go to bed. Good job. Good job. Dodgers, I remember because of their crazy name, because they were all about jumping out of the way of electric shocks from streetcars. But Mets... That could be any metropolitan city. And who's to say that, I guess, New York is our most metropolitan city? Those sure. Dodgers have got themselves a new player these days. Hey guys, have you, have you heard about that? This fellow named Jackie Robinson. Uh, Jackie Robinson is a real winner. <laughs> Careful on those streetcars. Electricity shoots out of them. Kaboom, kaboom. Better be a Dodger. Get Me, quick on your feet. I'm still a gas lamp man at home. <laughs> uh, I don't trust this electricity. Those electricity vapors are going to be the death of all of us. Uh, what is the, what is the uh, do they play the answer first or they go to the next question I have, I have no idea 
I actually, you know what's funny is I, I know, I'm just so tired. I can't name another team, but I know I do know more. I just can't. Uh, there's uh, Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Uh, let's see. I know I can name a couple others if I really sit down and think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah here we're, Senegal. Well, and, 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 of course, oh. Senegal, the fan favorite, Senegal. <laughs> Man, I, oh, hope, I, I really the, hope Senegal is one of the right answers. Are the, did the Cockney chimney sweeps, did they win? <laughs> the chimney I, sweeps. I don't think they've ever the, actually won. The chimney sweeps is up by three. Chim, it's an chim, amazing chim, goal. Chim, 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 A kick is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, chiroo. You touch the ball with your hands. Now I have an offside throw for you. You almost blocked the goal. But right. I scored Don't one do the through. Refrain. Don't do the refrain. What? I scored one it's through. It's getting late. We're not doing the refrain. We're not doing the chorus on this one. All what right. I like about that, because I picture instead of the instead of the fans doing the, hey, ole, 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 all that stuff, I just picture them singing that Jim, instead. Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy, and they all, they all were wearing one-man band gear. Yes. One Direction? Or one-man one man band, band gear? Oh, one-man one one band, band gear. gear. Come on. And one, they're all wearing one direction as well. <laughs> Just the four remaining members. They're wearing them as hats. All right, what's the good play the answer? I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Pause for thinking. Sounds like a Pendulette uh, magic trick, doesn't it, already? There we go. The five of clubs. <laughs> He's right. Hey, no. look at that. Yeah. All right, the answer is there are two London clubs. That's Chelsea and Arsenal. There are two Manchester clubs, Arsenal, Manchester United Chelsea. and Manchester City. I got one. And the really hard one was the Blackburn Rovers. No. And of course, Chelsea oh. just won the 2014-2015 season. Yeah. yeah. Blackburn Rovers won it out of nowhere when a, a local uh, businessman who loved the club just invested a crap load of money into the team and... They went great for about a season or two, and yeah, won the season. They don't sound like they fit in with the rest of them, do they? Really? Well, no, I don't think they do anymore. I think that's they're in a, a well lower league. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I, I love about Premier League is that the league they kick the anyway. fuck out. Uh, so the nerd question: On the second of May, twenty fifteen, came the official announcement of an eleventh and twelfth series for a sci-fi comedy whose theme tune includes the following lyrics: "I want to lie shipwrecked and comatose." Drinking fresh mango juice, goldfish shoals nibbling at my toes. Fun, fun, fun in the sun, sun, sun. I just want to sing it. I know. I'm just, <laughs> I can't stop myself. Paul's got to know that one, but uh, it's I don't know. cold uh, outside. If, if not, oh, no kind of atmosphere. Amusing. Eleventh and twelfth. All alone, more or less. My guess is Fraggle Rock. No, no. Eleventh and twelfth. It's going to be. This is a long-running season or a long-running show that mm. has had several long-term breaks. Okay. And then has come back. Now you got to remember, this is British uh, seasons we're talking about, so it's like six to ten episodes per season. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Some maybe a little bit more. Some of the earlier ones, uh, I think. But um, <clears throat> this is a comedy, sci-fi comedy. It's a classic. I watched this a lot in college when there were, I think, maybe four seasons still. Just, okay. uh, and then I kept up with it. Had a lot of really cool things. Uh, I have a few seasons on DVD, but I'm holding out to eventually get a big mega collection one day. Are there any famous actors that are known in the U.S. from this season from any, from something other than this this show? One of the main performers you would remember possibly as a sometimes host of Robot Wars, the fighting My robot guess- thing. Is the TV show Limes and Biscuits? Limes and Biscuits. Limes and Biscuits. Limes and Biscuits. No. Oh, okay. I don't have any no. scurvy though. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The uh, Blackburn Rovers. 
Closer. Okay. Closer. You're closer because the first word is a color. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow. Nope. Orange. You got like blue, blue Mm -hmm. Christmas. Nope. Red. Aha. Herring. Mm. The pirate. Closer. (laughs) Red balloons. 99. After Tim Tim Conway was done being funny. Yeah. What did he do? <laughs> Red Dwarf. <laughs> Red Dwarf? I shouldn't say that. I used to watch all the Dwarf stuff. I loved it. Yeah, we loved uh, it. Shut up. You know I, I, I do. I, I fucking it. ate that shit up. It. Dwarf you on Golf? I've got Dwarf on Golf on video somewhere. All the original Sports <laughs> Illustrated uh, like free videos were Dwarf videos. Yeah, Dwarf on yeah. Golf. <laughs> fucking, I was all over it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Uh, he was his own coach and shit? Red Dwarf is the name of the Red series? Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have heard of that. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I was going with um like Faulty Towers or uh, Black Adder. I heard actually in the ninth season of Red Dwarf that Tom Hardy wasn't that good as the clone. <laughs> Red Dwarf is great, man. Red Dwarf, uh, Star Trek stole a lot of ideas from Red Dwarf. Uh, Deep Space Nine came up with that holographic doctor, mm-hmm. but Red Dwarf had the first hologram character on their show. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell Matt that. Yeah, yeah. We were I just was... talking about that before you got here. Oh, I stole a lot of stuff from Red Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has. All right, the answer is Red Dwarf. Many people consider that the show stopped being funny around season six, so I don't know how 11 and 12 are going because it sort of petered away a little bit. I still watched every single one. Yeah, but, yeah, right. Uh, well, it's got a cult following. That's the good thing about it. That means that No, no, what, being followed by a cult is bad. small and there's a lot of people like it or it's <laughs> there's a funny that means yeah once you all get together and want to watch it you immediately want to kill yourselves i think that's right yeah <laughs> yeah that's right of a good right, show. Uh, so yeah there was it was used to be written by rob grant and doug naylor and when they were together that production team the comedy gold yep. but uh they split up production values improved they got special effects all over the place and it felt wrong all the comedy gold disappeared so my tip, I watch the early that. episodes, one, two, three, four, five uh, seasons, I should say. There you it's go. brilliant. I just want them to have the space bug. Space bug's great. Yeah, yeah. The space yeah, bug ship. So fun. Well, we hope that was fun. Thanks for all the shout-outs and laughs over the, over the previous episodes. Uh, Paul, thanks for the game tips. Dying Light was brilliant, and as per your suggestion, I just started in on Resident Evil Revelations 2. I've got... Um, hey, where did that kid come from? We'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I Whoa. guess that's in about three minutes. Hey. Cheers, guys. Catch you later. <laughs> Thanks, Seven Land Hand. They, they awesome. do such a good job. They tear it up. They record it well. They have the music with it. They they, they stole our, our drop. So, Scoops, if you're into Magic the Gathering at all, tune into Seven Land Hand. That's your hookup. I wonder if they go off tangent, off topic. I bet they're worth listening you to whether you're into it or not. Magic magic opens up a lot of different uh, portals of discussion. I'm all ears. Go on. No, I'm just saying. It's hot when you talk so mystically. <laughs> uh, Matt, what would you be? Would you be a red-black deck? Yes. Okay. I th- I'd take you as red-black. Although you might have blue in there. You you like... You oh, my some... God. Who the hell cares? My sentiments. Exactly. Um... I'm well, playing dragons. Get out of here good stuff. We, I don't want to. We, we don't have to have do another jock person there, but I will say that I, I I found out how many friends I have in Texas, and I pissed off oh. a scoop in particular on Facebook with my negative assessment of James Harden's performance in the playoffs sorry, so far. Liz. Oh, I'm so sorry, this because she sends us stuff all the time. She's 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 a diehard scoop, and also she's actually great, um, great on social media, and yeah. and 
Absolutely. Always has like amazing articles and stuff and better articles than the ones I can find on different topics. <laughs> so I need her in my corner. So I want to say, sorry, I pissed you off. Elizabeth and she made White. very, very reasonable arguments about, about yeah. James Harden. All of her arguments were perfectly reasonable. I just disagree. So the thing about it is that I was, I, I followed the Rockets. I was interested in the Rockets. I love James Harden. I wanted to, I was, I thought he, I thought he was going to win MVP over Steph Curry. Um, Again, I was too close to Steph Curry to vote with not my heart on that one. I, I, I was like, does everybody like him as much as me? Because I love him. <laughs> um, he looks like a, like a little paper boy. And he shoots threes <laughs> like a video game. Oh. Um, but uh, 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 then I watched about eight playoff games with James Harden in it. You know, up and during the season, I have NBA TV, but I now have a job where I work six nights a week. So I, I basically followed every article and highlights from every game from the Rockets this season. Okay. I did that with five NBA teams. Uh, I chose to follow the Rockets as one of them. And so uh, I was rooting for James Harden. So I got to actually watch a bunch of games with them. I was excited to see this. The, basically, was statistically the best two guard in the NBA and the second place in the MVP voting. And I said I lost respect for James Harden watching him in this series because, you know, he gets a lot of foul shots. But his game is particularly geared towards manipulating foul shots. He literally just throws his arms into defenders' arms without a real sincere effort, on my opinion. In my humble opinion, watching him play, he does not look like he's putting in sincere effort into making baskets. He's, he's just, just putting effort into get getting foul. fouled, which to me is a manipulation of the rules of the game and not actually just letting the rules happen as you try to play or accomplish the game. And quite frankly, from an eye test perspective, his statistics, his assists are right there with Stephen Curry's. He averaged 20 points a game in the NBA, which is crazy. Averaging 28 points, scoring title, you know, like... It's hard to do that. So he is a good player. He's absolutely a good player, borderline great player. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a totally great player. Watching him play made me feel like he was just a good, passively great player. Mm. Now, other great players have done the same thing. Will Chamberlain is very conscious of statistics. He didn't like fouling out, for example. So uh, he would play an abominable defense in the fourth quarter. He was accused of because he never wanted to foul out of a game. He liked having that uh, being, being as large as he was and never fouling out of a game. When, he, when they started keeping track of assists, he stopped scoring as much as he started passing all the time just to make sure he had the assist records as well. A lot of his records still tend to this day, but he's accused of chasing statistics and not playing the purity of the game, you know, often compared to, like, say, a Bill Russell type. I did not – I still think when James Harden is in the game, the game slows down. He does not get his teammates involved. But as soon as he's off the floor, it seems like the ball moves a lot faster on the offensive end of the Rockets. These are things that I stand by. But uh, nonetheless, he still scores a shitload of points, and he obviously is great. He scores, he scores a lot of points for the Rockets, and with having Dwight Howard's ego on the team, he's a perfect complement on the team because he really doesn't seem to have an ego. He seems to do what do whatever the team is needed. Point being that he won Game Six not even on the floor, didn't demand to get back on the floor, and the Rockets came back from 19 points down to win in the fourth quarter. Oh, nice! So I give him credit where credit is due. There, that's my James Harden rant. Do you think he's just kind of ahead of the curve so far as, you know, some players just kind of see where the game is going and maybe it is going to become more of a game of, uh, you know, manipulating the foul line? No, I I think he's a good I think he's a good basketball player in the same way that Floyd Mayweather is a good boxer. Uh, But Ah. people have the people have a criticism of Floyd Mayweather. that He's not a good fighter. He's not an entertaining fighter. But he understands the rules of the sport of Mm -hmm. boxing and he exploits those rules. I think James, James Harden does. Much the same thing in sport of basketball. So and I don't a, even I don't I don't even really mean that as a negative. Right. No. It's just I think that's just what he does. There's it's, a, there's and it's a, less fun to watch. That's exactly. exactly. There's an admirable level of technical excellence going on there. Yes. But it makes for a boring day. Correct. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, you know, there were games in the, you know, they set free throw records, you know, in multiple games and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, 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 it's not dirty. It's just, no. for me, disappointing. Yeah. It's just less fun to watch. Yeah. Cool. It, it's not watching a video game with Stephen Curry in it. Right. Which is like watching the Warriors play, which is so, so fun. Yeah. Um, any, anything on the nerd front since I, since I didn't jump uh, Do you want to, do you want a nerd question? No. I mean, do you have one? I do. All right. Let's do it. What well-known nerd property has just been revealed will be getting its own world in Universal, Universal Studios, a la the Harry Potter style. Oh, I think I this think I well-known this. nerd property is getting uh, the build its own world at Universal thing. Oh, uh, is it the uh, is it the wife's medication world where the wife takes a car and smashes her own eye socket? You got it on the first one. Nice. First one. Is it Lego? No, Lego has Lego Land. Oh, right. Which is its own thing. Okay. I was going to say the Avengers, but that's Disney, right? That's Disney. Okay. Now, Universal just opened a Simpsons that? Land. Uh huh. So that's a property that's already covered. Mm-hmm. They already had a ride, but now they've got a whole environment uh-huh. as well. Uh huh. So this is this is King of the Hill Land. This is a huge. How great would that be? This is a huge propane property. sales. Everyone buys propane. <laughs> This property Stand in alleys and drink beer. This property is huge, 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 huge. Kiss. Uh, it is. It is foreign as well. Oh, uh, huge limes and biscuits. <laughs> Red Dwarf. Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf. Is Red its, Dwarf. Own, its own. I would love to go to a Red Dwarf theme park. Holy shit! Mariachi Land. Come ride the Lister. <laughs> what Mariachi Land? Mariachi Land is um, in Mexico. No. That, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's a it's a well known. Clearing up which foreign land. It's a well known nerd property. This nerd property encompasses a huge chunk of entertainment. What it's my kind of entertainment? What is my favorite entertainment? Comic books. Second to that, uh, masturbation. Well, okay. Third, <laughs> video games. Okay. So we have another country's video games. Mm-hmm. Is it Mario Land? Yeah, it's nice. Nintendo. Nintendo oh. is going to oh. get its whole... I want to go. Did you fucking it, right? Exactly. I want to go. It's going to be amazing. I mean, just to, to ride on Mario Kart. Yeah, and just say duck hunt really fast all the time to people. So I'm secretly saying <laughs> duck hunt, cut to people duck all hunt, the time. Duck hunt. Where's duck hunt? Where's duck hunt? Where's duck hunt? Where's duck hunt? Duck hunt. Duck, duck hunt. hunt. And that's still a viable property. Fuck yeah, it is. It's a they. The, you haven't played Smash Brothers, right? No. Yeah, duck hunts in that. It's really funny. It's oh, nice. cute. It's it's the dog and the little duck that plays like a duo. It's adorable. Yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. I want to thank uh, Ace Munns, Ryan Appledore, and Michael Eltsroth. I want to thank. Uh, we got to thank Jeff for running the. Uh, Jeff for running. The, I think we forgot Jeff last. We did. Episode. Sorry, Jeff. So apologies. Double Jeff. double thank you to Jeff. He's been putting a ton of awesome stuff up on the uh, Reddit Reddit page, and then Reddit, and then Stoic John from the Reddit page started the Wikipedia page. Man, we're getting a whole ice cream social wiki. Did you like how I did not know what that was at first? You didn't know what a wiki was? I had no idea what that was. No Dude, boy. it's I, awesome. I had, to put a, I had to like have someone explain it to me. Did you have to go on Wikipedia board. and find out what it is? <laughs> that is awesome. No, I just had to have somebody explain it's it to me. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> we, didn't, well, we, we, didn't, we forgot to announce is that the pre-Scoop Cruise oh, yeah. Party. Landlock Scoop Fest is happening. So who's our who's our hookup that uh, helped get this it's, all organized? Uh, um, uh, M. Dylan Walter. So M. Dylan, thank you so much for putting this all together. Uh, helping us get this going. So tell us the details, Matt. This is your old 
old stomping grounds. Yeah. So uh, a scoop wrote in saying, uh, I think I can get you a gig at Tyranny's Tavern where I used to bartend for eight years. Uh, I love this bar. And there's a, a performance space upstairs where they typically have bands. And so they do have bands Saturday night, but they don't have bands Saturday afternoon. And so what happens is he has reserved the space. So in Tyranny's Tavern, Monaco, New Jersey, on August 15th, a Saturday, from 3 to 5.30 is going to be a scoop meetup. And Paul and so I are going to cool. be there. Yep. And we're going to do an improv show for about an hour, around 3.30, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to hang out and have some drinks at Tyranny's Tavern. Get so all pictures. you need is gas money to get to Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just charging 5 bucks at the door because we've got to pay a space rental fee to be upstairs. What a deal. So five bucks. If a lot of scoops show up, then he's going to donate the money that passed the scoop, passed the room fee to to, to Opportunity Village as a Look charity. At that. Great. Um, so Paul and I on August fifteenth, Saturday, August fifteenth, uh, will be at Tyranny's Tavern, in New Jersey, in New fucking Jersey. Is that pretty close to uh, Red Bank? It's about uh, forty five minutes uh, away. Mm, I'd really love to go to the Secret Stash if I could. Oh, we can work that out. Maybe we'll work it out. Maybe we'll do a little Jersey. It's it's honestly it's just it's just a bolt up and down little the parkway. Ju- right? A drive tour. that I've done a billion times. That'd be so fun. I don't mind doing it at all. Plus, I should probably go see things like family. Um, <laughs> but uh, I value a Tyranny cheeseburger over all this. I was even possibly going to teach a, new, a workshop that day in New York, and now I'm not going to because we're doing the scoop meetup. Yeah, just fucking we're doing it. This will be good. So I'm I'm losing money. I'm losing uh, uh, money to do this meetup. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to be at Tyranny Tavern. Um, if Spadoni's going to do the Scoop Cruise, we're going to try to get Spadoni to come play, play the show so we can do, He's uh, do what, the bucket 85% show. He's what, 85% confirmed at this point? Oh, I just ran into Spadoni the other night randomly. Yeah. Just yeah. Ran, ran into him in town the other night, and he was very excited about the Scoop Cruise. Yeah. He, right. he was sounding like he was he was really He's really still got to get his fucking passport together. Fucking, yeah, that's not 85%. <laughs> no, you're right. You have to <laughs> do a passport to a cruise now? Didn't you still have to? Yeah, we're going to Bermuda. Always. So we got to have a passport. Oh, okay. Um, so Scoop Cruise is on mattandmally.com. You can go there and check that out. Uh, if you have gas money and five bucks, you're covered. Come on, Tyranny's Tavern, August fifteenth. Come on 15th, down. And we'll hang love, out. I love to pack this joint. Would this be the shit if we just? Dude, let me tell you something. Like, when I was younger, I wanted to be a lot more famous than I am now, <laughs> right? But the only thing I ever want to do with my fame is this: impress the I people just at Tyranny's. To be, yeah, I just want to be famous enough. To come back and do a show at Tyranny's Tavern when I was older. And pack the joint. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's make let's make Baby Matt's like dream this, come this true. This is all I've ever wanted to do with fame <laughs> is what's happening. What's right gonna now. happen when this happens? After this is done, what are you gonna do? What's the next goal? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give my wife medication, I'm gonna smash her eye socket. <laughs> You know, I got to tell you, I was talking to uh, one of the guys from the cruise line the other day, and he was excited as fuck about this cruise because, you know, th- this is, you know, 10, 15, 20 people, however many people there are, there are about that many people more than most guest entertainers bring on a cruise. Yeah, that is true. And it's only the beginning, like for everyone else who's like, oh shit, I can't afford it or the timing didn't work out. Right. We're going to be doing, I believe, another cruise. Yeah. It's gonna Again. happen, yeah. but I mean, this twist, this is, twist my fucking and it'll arm. And land from somewhere else, and it'll yeah. go. But I mean, yeah. this, yeah. this can turn into a real like the the a cruise career. line. Actually we could have books a career, man. The cruise Nonsense. line actually no, books it as no, a scoop no. cruise. You and I could have a comedy you career. Shove a career right up your ass. No, I will struggle the rest of my life. Career. Um, I just want to play Tyranny's Tavern. What the fuck do I care? I'm fucking throwing myself off the boat. I want to make some money so my wife can quit her job. That's what I want to do. Whoa. I want to get. I want to get it to that point. Whoa. That's that's a ways off. That's a You're dream. Using the secret right here. <laughs>
And I gotta say, all I want to do is make some money so that Paul's wife can quit her job. Yeah, thank you, guys. That's all for put our money. Anne needs a break. We want she her actually, she we works, actually wanted to run our works, merchandise. Yeah, so. that'd be great. She could be our yeah. our merch person, and then she wouldn't so, have to worry so, about so, this other so bullshit. I found a money. for me. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, and thank you, Pendula, for creating this motherfucking podcast. Word. Thanks, thank Sarah. Do we take it away, Dippin' Dots, Jack? Here we go. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Sam and JJ. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't finish my thank yous, did I? Yeah. Guys, I'm great. Thanks, my kid. Thanks, everybody. Be, thanks, my kid, who I'll be shaking in 3 to 6 a.m. so my wife can sleep. <laughs> Seven Land Ham, feel free to send us some ham. Thanks, Seven Land Ham. No, thanks, guys. That was great. Sorry, I don't know fucking anything about soccer. Chelsea. I got one of them. You did. Senegal. Senegal, the country of Senegal. <laughs>